Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. There are many, many different kinds of meditation practices. Uh, we've gone through a series here sometime in the last uh, couple of years of uh, different kinds of Vipassana meditation. Uh, so many different kinds of not only Vipassana meditation but uh, or mindfulness meditation, but many other styles of meditation. And many of these, in fact, I'd say uh, the majority of them have the goal or intention of cultivating certain mind states that lead to freedom, that lead to peace, that lead to a deep connection with the truth. There are many kinds of concentration meditations in the classical Buddhist psychology. Uh, if you look at um, a um, treatise called the Visuddhimagga, which is uh, a word that means the path of purification. It's one of the, the classical treatises done by this uh, amazing uh, monk named Buddhaghosa, I think 5th century AD. Uh, the first half of the it's of two volumes of the Visuddhimagga. The first half is on concentration um, techniques, training the mind to tranquility, and the second half is about insight. And in the Visuddhimagga, there are 40 uh, concentration objects that are listed as being very suitable to uh, focus and develop deep states of tranquility and absorption and powers. Uh, some of those objects you're familiar with, like the breath, what's called anapana uh, practice. In, anapana, in, out. Just feeling the breath in, out, in, out. And you keep on focusing on that as a meditation object and you can get quite... Um, concentrated. There are objects like loving-kindness, just focusing on loving-kindness, saying the loving-kindness phrases, or compassion phrases, or uh, equanimity phrases, or, or sympathetic joy phrases, and you just say them over and over, and your mind begins not only to be filled with loving-kindness or compassion, but actually becomes very, very um, still and focused. There's meditations where you look at, you focus on um, a color, a disc, a blue disc or a green disc, and you're just focusing on that. And it can, again, be a powerful way to focus and concentrate the mind. All of these are actively doing the meditation. Then there's, within the Vipassana practice, not so much the concentration, but noticing, being here for your experience. There's lots of ways to do that. And again, it can involve a lot of doing. There's the technique of mental noting, 
where you're noticing uh, in, out, hearing, hearing, um, sensation, um, pressure, uh, tingling, thinking, whatever. And you're just labeling your experience. There's another kind of vipassana practice where you're simply sweeping, scanning the body and going from top to head to toe or, or back up and noticing mindfully all the sensations as you scan the body. There's a kind of practice that we, uh, that we did here uh, during that series uh, developed by a, a monk named Sunlun Sayadaw where you're going through very deep breathing. What is it? Like um, Stan Graf breath work where you're going for like about an hour. It puts you into a whole other realm. And after, after doing that, you are in a very altered state. And then you stop and then you just notice your body vibrating and tingling very mindfully. Those are for the people who like a, a little bit of uh, bells and whistles in their meditation. <laughs> and then there's, there's the, the kind of practices uh, that are both in, found in Buddhism and uh, in, in other um, traditions, doing chanting, deep chanting. Pa, uh, Pagya Rinpoche was here last last week, right? And he did some chanting, didn't he? And uh, I spoke to a couple of people who said, whoa, he kind of like uh, took, t- took them to another, another plane. That's a very powerful way to focus the attention and focus the mind, deep chanting like that. Or using a mantra, doing, just repeating a phrase over and over. All of those kinds of meditations are um, skillful means to quiet down the chatter in your mind, to quiet down the thinking mind to touch a, a deeper place inside. And all of that doing comes to a place of, or leads to a place of stillness, where beyond the busyness, beyond all the, the thoughts that come and go, all the moods that come and go, we access uh, a much deeper place of connection. Then there's a whole other way to practice that doesn't involve a lot of doing. That actually is the other end of the spectrum, which is about non, not doing at all. And I'm, I wanted to focus, a, talk a little bit about that tonight and uh, offer a, uh, a meditation for us to experience um, and say that it's not, I don't want to put it out as the real meditation or the better way or the supreme vehicle, um, but to know that there are many ways to contact that depth of connection. Because when we can learn to 
really stop all our doing and come to rest. Perhaps you remembered in the uh, instructions this this evening, I said, just stop all your doing. Do you, do you remember that? Was, was anybody listening? <laughs> anybody try that, where you just stopped any kind of struggling or making a project and, and stopped being a meditator? If you played around with that, just I'm curious, raise your hand. You know, I'm not expecting everybody to. But, and it's, you might have, I was just inviting you a whole other way to meditate where you stop any kind of striving, trying to get any particular state of mind to happen and come to a complete rest. You know the, the expression, resting, rest in peace? You know, often we, we say that after somebody's passed away, may they rest in peace. Well, you don't have to wait until that time <laughs> to do it. It's actually possible to rest in peace while you're still alive. A very good idea. And when you get the a glimpse of it, or the knack of it, it's not so easy to maintain, because in our daily life, there's so much momentum and so much busyness that perhaps for some people, they can just touch it for a little while, and then their mind spins out. But if you know what that's like, it's like you know where home is. On retreat, it's much more available uh, because there's not a whole lot of stimulation. Uh, You're creating the space for that uh, deep rest to happen. And a lot of different uh, approaches some um, Tibetan approaches like uh, Dzogchen or Mahamudra uh, have this idea of completely relaxing, completely resting, some Advaita practices and some Vipassana practices as well have the essence of the mm, profound pointing to this connection is in the complete resting. Because when you do that, when you you realize what's behind all of that thinking, you touch the place out of which thoughts and experience arises. Have you ever thought, where do all those thoughts come from? I used to ask that to, uh, the first few years I was practicing, I would, every teacher that I came uh, that I came to meet, you know, uh, and that I, I I couldn't hold myself back and say, could you tell me where all those thoughts come from? <laughs> I never got an actual, you know, concrete answer. Oh, they come from there, you know. But there can, although it can't be named, or there's a a, a name that you can point to, perhaps that's a symbol for it. We can touch the place out of which everything arises beyond or the ground of all of experience. Now, how do we do this? What is this mystery that we call the mind? How can we touch it directly? 
And what is its true nature if it's more than just those thoughts that are coming and going? All of those thoughts, all of our sensations, all of our experience arises in the field of this mysterious thing that we call consciousness or awareness. And it's important to get a sense of the different levels of mind that are operating because when we can see the difference between the thoughts and the awareness that knows those thoughts, it's actually quite liberating because then we have the possibility to free ourselves from the stories that get us caught from the reality that's so easy to believe, when you see, okay, here's the the level of thought and mind-created objects and the ground of being, the awareness out of which they spring. But we don't usually know where to look or how to touch that place because we get so entranced by our thoughts. I wanted to share with you a few things. I don't know if I'll share them all, but I wanted to share a little bit from a a very profound Tibetan teaching. It says, no matter which spiritual practice you may perform, it can't reach the crucial point unless you resolve your own mind. It would be like standing directly in front of a target and shooting your arrows far away. It would be like letting a thief stay inside your house while frantically searching for him outside of it. It would be like having a demon at the eastern door and placing a ghost trap in the western entrance. Or be like a beggar who does not know that a stone in his fireplace is made of gold and goes around begging alms from others. For this reason, examine your mind to its root. This mind, which is unborn and primordially pure, is spontaneously present from the beginning. This self-awareness is naturally free from the very first. How amazing that it is liberated by just resting at ease in whatever happens. So, the way that uh, one of my main practices when I'm on retreat is seeing, is tuning into the awareness which knows experience. As long as you're involved in the experience, your mind is caught in a spin cycle. Sometimes that's the way I I think of it. 
but there is an awareness that knows that experience. And when you see the difference between experience and that which knows experience, um, it's really not that complicated or hard. And I'll we'll do this in a in a little while. Actually, here's a little experiment just to give you a a sense of this. Uh, hold your hand up in front of you. Okay. Take a look at what's there in front of you. What do you see? We'll take a a few responses just one at a time if you raise your hand. What do you see? Yeah. Light and shadows. Mm -hmm. Lines. What else? Creases. Uh Movement. Mm -hmm. What else? Okay. There's somebody who gets what I'm wanting you to see. Very few people take a look and see the space around the fingers, around the hand. Because we go right to the object that is there in front of us. It takes a very different perspective to see, oh, there's space in which a hand is appearing. In the same way, to notice everything that arises in your experience is like the fingers, the objects, and the awareness is the space in which every, out of which everything is arising. And when you tune into the space of awareness that knows, then you're not perpetuating that that other activity. Not that you've got to try to stop it. You know, if you say, "Aha! I'll just tune into the awareness, and then I'll then I'll finally get to stop that space, that all of that activity." No, you you can't trick it. It it knows if you're trying to stop anything. And anyway, that's just its nature. The mind thinks. There's sensations, there's experiences. This is more tuning into the awareness that knows. Here's a a lovely quote from Anam Rinpoche. I've been kind of plugging this book recently that I think is just great, called No Self, No Problem, by Anam Tupton Rinpoche. He says, have you ever ridden a bicycle? The bicycle does not run on its own. The bicycle only runs when somebody is pedaling. The moment we stop pedaling... It falls over. Unenlightened consciousness works in the same way. It doesn't perpetuate itself. The moment we stop perpetuating it, it dies. Like everything, it dies on its own. Meditation is not so much like doing something or going somewhere or acquiring this and that. Meditation is actually a way to stop feeding this unenlightened consciousness. We've stopped pedaling the wheel of delusion It means that ultimately we don't do anything, and that is a very difficult assignment. Now, 
Again, I'm not saying that the thoughts stop, but what happens is that your engagement with the thoughts and confusion around them can stop. So, to notice um, these two dimensions, the, the changing flow of experience and that which knows the experience, this is where freedom is. And I'll first offer the way I do it and then offer a more, um, more detailed uh, invitation to being the awareness. Um, no, I'll offer three. Okay. This is Joseph Goldstein's, one of his main suggestions is to notice how things are being known. Okay? So just close your eyes for a moment. Okay. And now, as you're sitting here, you might notice the sound of my voice, maybe the whirring of the Fans, thoughts coming and going, sensations. Now, just for a few moments, notice how things are being known. How is it? That knowing happens. Don't try too hard. Just relax as you do this. There's the object and the knowing of the object whether it's a sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought. Okay. Now, if you if this is completely um, not at all making sense to you in doing this. Don't, don't, uh, don't judge yourself, um, please. But I just want to first check in with that first one. Anybody have any experience that, uh, that would be relevant to share as you explore how things are being known? Yeah, real, real loud. Why don't you, uh, let's see. Uh, maybe um, if we can... Thanks, Jaime. Hey, Mac, while we're at it, could you turn up the fan just a bit in the back? The fan. That, do you know that round uh, in the back? Thanks. Yeah. Very fast process. Real close. Very fast process of sensation then conceptualization or categorization or reaction to it or memory going, yep, know that one kind of thing, but it happens at a very, you know, the separation between the sensation and the 
reaction to it is very quick. Uh-huh. Great. Very fast process. Noticing the experience and then the and the memory, recognizing it and reaction to it. I, I didn't think I had anything at all to say, but my experience was so much the opposite of that. To me, uh, I was presented with something on a plate over to my left, and and my servant made me aware of it, and at my leisure I could I could pick up the apple or not. Okay, I'm not so, quite following you. But well, I, 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 how the things awareness of things e e evolved to, to evolve, uh, gradualized to me. Uh, well, they gradualized. They just sort of um, accumulate on my dashboard. Oh, my blinking oil light is on. You know, it's barely attention. And then, you know, it's been on for a while now. <laughs> And I'm going 70 miles an hour. You know, and then the nudge, nudge, nudge. All right, all right. I'll turn the radio down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the whole world is a, a car trip, I guess, mm -hmm. to my mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> Too so much hitchhiking in the 60s. Eh? Uh -huh. Okay, enjoy the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I guess this is pretty basic, but I'll say it anyway. Um, you know, the concentration of I'm I'm breathing in, and I know that I'm breathing in, and I'm breathing out, and I know that I'm breathing out. I never really understood that. I just felt like it was, you know, okay, I'm concentrating more on that happening, and I'm still with it happening, still breathing out. But not that, or even, you know, okay, now I'm thinking about it, I'm concentrating on it, but not really that, okay, I actually know that. And there's a consciousness there. I don't really know how to explain how that shifted, but it means something different to me now after that few uh -huh. moments of meditation. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Thank you. One, uh, one last one over here. Here, uh, over here. I mean, let's do, let's do uh, it's Jen, right? Um, so this is more of a question. Um, does it have to do with disengaging the perception from? Real loud, the, close. Does it have to do with disengaging? the perception from the understanding? That's my question. Disengaging the perception from the understanding? From the conceptualizing around it. Um, it's relaxing. You're going, you perceive the fan. You're not going to stop doing that. It's more just relaxing the... Sometimes I, I think of it as disengaging the clutch, actually. That's Dis disengaging the, con the connection between them. Yeah, disengaging the, 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 the grasping onto the experience and just relaxing and allowing the experience to arise. That makes sense? Here, just uh, try this as a, a second practice. Okay. As you're sitting here, see if you can, you can uh, close your eyes if you like, see if you can um, turn off the knowing. 
Just try turning off the knowing. The knowing of experience. Anyone able to turn off the knowing? You can't do it. It's happening all the time. You know, you probably have said many times, I wish I could, I wish I knew. Well, you're knowing all the time. You can't turn that awareness off. Isn't that amazing? And, and yet we're kind of wondering what's going on, you know. Where is that awareness? Where is that pure awareness? Well, it's happening all the time. We just kind of get confused by the objects that it's knowing. In classical mm, Theravadan uh, progress of insight, one of the uh, profound understandings that can come to practitioners is what's called the insight into nama rupa. Nama rupa means mind and and matter. And seeing just this in a very profound way that there is there are objects of experience and there is the knowing of those objects of experience where you tune into that knowing. And when you see that and you might have gotten a glimpse of it just now when you see it in a, in, a, in a deep way, it's like the house of cards kind of falls apart. You, you think that you are this, this human being on one level you are, but really you are simply experience and the knowing of experience, the consciousness that knows experience, and that you're, the, the, the teasing out of mind and body uh, is is quite profound. So here's another way. All right, just uh, try this. As you're sitting here, oh, just notice all the different thoughts that are arising in your mind. Or maybe if you're feeling a particular mood, maybe you're bored, or maybe you're confused, or maybe you're calm or excited or whatever. Just notice all the thoughts and the feelings. Sensations, too, you can include those. And now, for a moment, shift to being the awareness that knows all of these different arisings and passings. And to be the awareness, I invite you to relax very deeply. Just like you couldn't turn off the awareness before, it's here, just let yourself relax into it.
So you are simply the space of awareness in which everything is arising and passing all on its own. Okay. See any uh, observations from that? Some people who haven't spoken yet. Uh, yeah. Well, just for a few seconds. Um, everything was happening in the sounds and the sensations, but. But I was blank inside, sort of. You were. I, I was blank. I there. It was there was. I wasn't thinking about anything or, and not trying to do anything. But um. But but everything was going around me, mm-hmm. and I wasn't naming them, and I wasn't, and it felt very calming. And it felt very calming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody for else for a have, second or two? Or, for a second then, or two. Anybody else have an experience like that? For, for just a moment, perhaps, or two, it was just very calming, the space around it. Um, thank you. Anything else? Yeah. And speak right into it. There's also a sensation of falling asleep. Is a sense of what? Falling asleep? Falling asleep. So when I fall asleep, I'm letting go, and the, where's my... Observer, then, when I'm asleep. Are you asking me? Where's your yeah, observer, then? You. Were you falling asleep? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Say hi for me when you, when you see it. Well, that's that's the thing. We we're it seems like we're wired up to um, to shut that off every now and then and uh, recharge our batteries. But it is a profound letting go. We are letting go every evening of our conscious engagement. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, they, in, uh, in Advaita, it's one of the, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the forced, it's another state of mind that's, that's, that's uh, you know, the fourth state. Kind of mysterious, isn't it? Although, in dreaming, your consciousness is still going on. It's just not knowing. You're, the mind still creates. Um, but I don't know. I was going to say a similar thing. I don't know if it's, I hear the word relax and I just am like all systems down, but it was, it sort of felt that way that there wasn't, if I wasn't engaging with the experience, then there's nothing to do, which I hear is maybe the point, but it's like this just nothingness that. I think feels really sleepy. Yeah. Okay. So this is the tricky part about these kind, this kind of practice. We usually need something to do to engage, to keep us awake. And one of the challenges in this kind of practice is staying alert and awake. Oh, not much entertainment, must be time to check out. Okay. 
But when you can do this actually from a place of great wakefulness, so for instance, when I'm on retreat, I will do my doing practices of concentrating the mind or getting getting very focused and or doing mental noting. And then from that place of really being here to then stop all doing, that's a whole other deal. It's not just, oh, let's lay back and, and be calm. It's like, oh, I can be awake for life without any struggle at all. Uh, so th- this is the, the tricky part of, the, of this non-doing. Okay, so I'd like to um, share with you one other uh, practice, and this will be a shortened version of uh, Joseph's uh, Big Mind Meditation, which is based on uh, the Tibetan Book of Great Liberation, where instead of relaxing into the awareness and just being the awareness, This is looking directly into the mind and seeing for yourself what what the nature of mind is. So, uh, if you can, sit up or some uh, posture where you can be reasonably still and comfortable, if that's possible. And uh, first... Notice the sounds, the loud sounds, the soft sounds, the sound of my voice, the silence. Just notice the sounds coming and going. And as you do, let the mind be open wide, clear like the sky. Notice the sounds appear and disappear in the open clarity of mind. Listening carefully, impartially, noticing the sounds appearing and disappearing in the open, wide, clarity, space of mind. Now become aware of sensations.
points of feeling like stars in the night sky. No head, no, no shoulders, no back, no chest or arms or legs, only points of sensation like stars in the night sky. No inside, no outside, no boundaries or separation, only sounds and sensations arising and passing in the open space of mind. Become aware of thoughts now and images like clouds passing through the sky. No roots, no home, arising and vanishing in the open sky of mind. Keep the mind soft and steady and still, no reaching out or pushing away, just allowing the sounds, sensations, thoughts, images to arise and pass by themselves in the open stillness of mind. Let yourself relax, not moving towards anything or away from anything. Let the mind be at ease. The open space of mind. Look directly now at the nature of mind. This knowing. The mind is clear and invisible like empty space. Without color, or form, 
It is, but it doesn't tangibly exist. Look directly. The mind is clear, unborn, unformed, without limits, without boundaries. Look directly at the nature of mind. No inside, no outside. Allowing all experience to appear and disappear in the open stillness of mind. Relaxing deeply, be the awareness. See the nature of mind as it is. Don't try hard. Simply relax and be the space of awareness that knows. Clear and open, without limit, without boundaries. No inside, no outside. Look directly at the nature of mind. From this space, since it's almost time to close the evening, just know that this space of awareness, besides being clear and having the capacity to know, also expresses itself as 
a loving presence. And so from this space of stillness, we'll go into a a loving kindness practice, including this body and mind and all of us here and all beings everywhere. May all beings know the nature of their mind, their true nature. May all beings rest in the great peace that's available. May all beings awaken to the truth of who they are and help others awaken in the process. May our coming here together be of benefit to all beings everywhere. When I ring the bell, let yourself come out gradually, just a little at a time. Feel the connection to the earth. Be grounded as you come out from that space of spacious awareness. Take your time in coming out. So I would just um, suggest if you feel at all like playing around with this, in your meditation, uh, my reminder to myself is uh, be the awareness. As I'm getting confused, as I'm getting caught, oh, just be the awareness instead of the thing that's dancing in the middle of it. There's a space that's available to you all the time. So thank you for your attention, and uh, see you in a few weeks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.